Hello, and welcome to the Fill in Social podcast. The following content represents John's theories, questions, jokes, and ideas, and are solely his own. They do not reflect on any corporation, business, or entity. If you choose to, listen on, and please enjoy the Fill in Social podcast. Welcome to the Fill in Social Podcast, featuring ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And speaking of ordinary people, here's your host, John Cheryl. Hey everybody, it's your old pal John, back for episode 14 of the podcast that is sweeping the northeast side of Carmel, Indiana. Fill in Social, that's with a P-H-I-L-A-N social. Thanks for joining today. Very special guest, couldn't be more excited about this. Um, on episode 14, we are featuring one of the best stand-up comedians around. This guy is a fast-rising star in the world of comedy. He is originally from the Indianapolis area, which makes me like him even more. And after several years of paying dues, he's out playing all over the country right now. He's been everywhere, and he's continuing to kill it all over. Uh, you may have heard him as a guest on the obviously nationally syndicated Bob and Tom show where he has served as a writer as well. He's all over SiriusXM Comedy, iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, and on and on and on. Check him out. My guest today, I couldn't be more excited to introduce Mr. Brent Turhune. How are you, my friend? Good. How are you? <laughs> I couldn't be better. It's an honor to have the OG, original Ginger, on my little <laughs> podcast. Well, thanks for having me, and just know right up top that I'm not going to live up to that intro that you laid out for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. First of all, why is your album called Mr. Turkey? What the hell is that about? Uh, When I was a substitute teacher, which I I did for a couple of years, but my joke is I was a substitute teacher for a day, (laughs) a half day. Um, And my last name is Terhune, and it's got an R in it, and the little kids, they... You know, nobody really knows my last name, Turhune. It's not that common. So, and they can never say the letter R, so they just end up calling me Mr. Turkey. <laughs> so that's where that came from, and I would get Mr. Turkey, Mr. Turtle. Right. Uh, yeah, so, it, you know, and then I would just have them call me Mr. T because they don't know who that is. <laughs> it's much easier for everybody. And you got a kick out of that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Anytime I can drop a reference on somebody that, on a group of people that nobody gets that's kind of like doing (laughs) stand-up. Well, there you go, man. Well, hey, we met at a fundraiser, that a little fundraiser I put together about five years ago, and you were Mm -hmm. nice enough to do that. You opened up for uh, Rebecca Corey, who uh, was great, but honestly, man, you really crushed them that night. I've been a fan ever since. I've been following you and trying to share your work with as many people as I can on social media, but I'd be remiss if I didn't thank you for cracking me up on a weekly basis. I need that in life, and you make it happen, my friend. Well, it's uh, sometimes it's hard to laugh, depending on what's going on in your life. So anytime I can make somebody laugh, uh, I'm trying to do my job and, you know, make somebody stay better, I suppose. Well, you are, and I appreciate it, man, so keep that going. So, hey, we're both Indianapolis-ish guys. Now, tell me where mm-hmm. you grew up around here and where did you go to school and all that. I grew up on the south side of Indianapolis, so I went to Rock Holly High School, and then okay. after that, I went to University of Indianapolis. Got it. 
Um, now, growing up, were you a quiet kid? Were you uh, slightly mischievous, or were you a full-blown hellraiser? I was probably a quiet kid, most people would say, and I, I still am. Yeah. You know, I, I can talk when I need to, but most times, I, if you listen, I think you learn more. So, uh, I, And I was never the class clown. People always assume if you're a comedian that you're always the class clown, but I was I was funny when it was appropriate. So I was like a, a, a sniper. I would move in and make the joke and then move out and uh, get a big laugh. I never really tried to get a, a big laugh every single minute of the day. You picked your spots, huh? Yeah, you got to pick your spots, otherwise you get in trouble. So, Well, I would argue being one of the class clowns that those guys never made it in comedy because they weren't as funny as they thought they were, it turns out. <laughs> it's surprising. Sometimes the class pilot, like, you know, a guy named, uh, like Burt Kreischer, uh -huh. if you're familiar with his stand-up, that guy was class clown, and, you know, he's essentially Van Wilder. They they <laughs> made that movie, Van Wilder, about him. It's about him, and then just changed the name. But, mm -hmm. you know, that guy's a class clown, and he seems to be too an A-OK. -okay. There you go. So, Brent, married, kids, significant other, or uh, just depressed? Uh, well, depressed, but engaged. Uh, not because I'm engaged, but uh, <laughs> next next year we sh we should be uh, getting married in October. Okay. Uh, we're doing like a Halloween wedding, so we're encouraging costumes and awesome. Uh, just kind of uh, everybody to have fun. So that's what we're looking. And we were doing some shopping for that last week because, of course, you can get the Halloween stuff discounted. You mm -hmm. know, this month for next year, so we're buying a whole bunch <laughs> of Halloween stuff. A Halloween-themed wedding. Well, congrats on your engagement. That's outstanding. Thank you. All right, let me ask you a couple boring comedy questions. Um, I saw the video with it's either your mom or somebody playing your mom in a yard sale, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's my mom. That is your mom. Hysterical, by yeah. the way. Good for her. Thank you. She's I funny. A, yeah, she is funny. I have a mom. I won't tell her that. I won't tell her that because it encourages her, but she is funny. Yes, my mom needs to be put in check often. So besides yeah, yourself, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sometimes, yeah, if, if it's your mom or your dad or anybody, they'll, they'll get to making jokes, and then you just kind of stare at them and be like, okay, are you done? <laughs> I mean, cause that, I need that every once in a while, too, to be put in my place. Right. Well, so mm -hmm. besides yourself and maybe your mom, who's the funniest person in your family of all time? Hmm. My my brother's pretty funny. He's an older brother, so okay. him and I have that kind of rapport where you can, you know, just start talking in a voice, and you know, we've already established the character and can go from there. So that they, that's something you can't just manufacture. That's that's years of a rapport type thing. Yep. Now is he in the uh, comedy game or no? No, he's just he's just a regular guy. Some some of the funniest people aren't. Yeah, comedians, which is weird, you know. So, yeah. nope, he's just a uh, he. He's just a big fan. So, do you rub your success in his face over the holidays? Well, every chance I get. Absolutely. So, <laughs> at what point, man, growing up in Indy, did you and you got it started like from what I read, very young, even more, even younger than most comics. At some point, you said, "I'm going to give this comedy thing a shot." Um, mm -hmm. what was, I mean, at what point did you see things going that way, and was it terrifying? Were you excited? Combination of both, or 
Yeah, it's, it's both. Uh, I guess I, I finished college in 2012, and I was kind of doing enough stand-up to support me that way with, you know, with the little bills that I had. I think the key to being a full-time comedian is just not having a lot of bills. Right. So if you can do that, uh, that's always good. But I finished college in 2012, and I, I did radio, so I figured I could try and get a radio job, which, uh, you know, is... If you talk to anybody in radio, they say don't go to into radio, but you know that's what I wanted to do. Right. Or I could try and keep doing stand up, and you know, so I figured if I was going to take a chance, I might as well do it when I'm young. And and if I fail, then I can always just get the same job I was going to get before anyway. So, right. Thankfully, you know, 2018, I've not gotten a, a quote traditional job, so it's all just been stand up and you know writing and being creative for a living absolutely well, that's awesome man what was your uh what was your first gig once you decided to give this a shot hmm i mean my i was already kind of doing gigs anyway when you know in 2012 so i remember my first gig was in muncie indiana okay my first you know they gave me money afterwards and right. it was at the harat i don't know if you i don't know if you know that bar maybe but it's called the Harat, and it's like a Viking-themed bar. So there's like a dragon that's going in and out of the walls, and I'm, it's it's a fun bar, yeah. but that was my first paid spot was, you know, I think they gave me $5 after the, the show, and I couldn't have been more happy because, you know, that's a milestone <laughs> to get paid for your hobby. Right, and in Muncie, that'll buy you four beers, depending on what night it is. Yeah, that's yeah. four beers and leave a nice tip. <laughs> Well, other than that, and of course, uh, this podcast, what's been your favorite gig to date? I mean, you've been all over, man. Um, I've done some show. Uh, I did a show at a prison. I've done a nudist resort. Time out. Um, Time out. Yeah. <laughs> Which one of those yeah. do we want to start with? Uh, well, the first one was the, the prison gig. So, yeah. Um, of course, you know, when you get a call saying, hey, I got a gig at a prison. <laughs> You say yes because you got you can have a story to tell, but then, you know, Johnny Cash did a gig at a prison, but then yep. what you don't realize is everybody knew who Johnny Cash was. Nobody knew who Brent Hune <laughs> was or is, you know. Okay. So, and it, that, you know, it's, it's prison, so it's not like you got a whole bunch of activities going on. It's kind of, I'm going to the show because what else am I going to do type thing. You were the so highlight of the month. Sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Sold out. <laughs> Well, this was, was now, this, out. Was, this wasn't like in the waiting room of Marion County lockup. This was a prison show. Yeah, this was in Kentucky. Okay. And I'm standing mid mid court of a basketball court, and there's about 300 prisoners on the bleachers. So wow. That's you know that's how the show went, and uh, you know <laughs> given the circumstances of being in a prison. And having one guard for like 300 people, I think it was pretty good. Yeah, you get some laughs. I did get some laughs, so I was I was happy with it. And you know, I left and I was uh, not stabbed or you know, yeah, uh, anything like that. So I I call that a success. I got to tell you, man, I didn't see that answer coming. Um, you caught me off guard with that, but that's a cool story. You should document yeah, that. Yeah, see that. <laughs> You do that for the story, and, you know, whether it's going to go well or not, that's one thing. But you're like, well, at least yeah. I get to go do a show for prisoners. Okay, so prison and nudist camps notwithstanding, 
coolest gig so far, you know, as far as like, man, I'm really kind of making it in comedy. Like, that felt good. I mean, for the, you know, one of the first ones uh, was in, was Bob and Tom because I was an intern yeah. for them. So, and then at the end of the four months that I was there, Tom was like, all right, we're just going to hire you because a friend of mine, Jeff Oskay, was already a writer. So I knew that was, that's a possibility. That could have been something that I, I, I could do. So I knew that was, that was kind of my goal at the end was to get a job with him. So, right. Right. That's probably been the coolest gig because, you know, I can do it from anywhere, anytime, just have my stuff in before the show starts in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if there's a, a cool guest, I can sometimes go in and meet him because I'm, I'm a big wrestling fan. So anytime mm-hmm. WWE's in town, I can go in and, and meet who's ever on, on the show that day. So probably yeah. Bob and Tom for sure. Well, and especially being from Indy, man, Bob, he doesn't get any bigger than Bob and Tom, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or you tell people you're a comedian, and that's kind of the the scale around here. Is oh, have you done Bob and Tom? Yep. You know, right. <laughs> that's good, man. Well, that's awesome. Hey, so segueing into your current work, your videos are getting a lot of notoriety. Um, I told you before, one of my personal my personal favorite videos of yours is the Every Bad Uber Driver. Historical. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. I love that one. <laughs> But you've gotten a lot of notoriety as of late for a particular character. Now, can I, is it a character? Like, what, how do what do I how do I tee this up? Yeah, I, I guess the concept is I play a, a redneck, right? Uh, and I, I don't I don't change my name because I want people to think it's real, right? And obviously, a lot of people do if you look at the comments. But <laughs> it's, it's me. You know, the biggest one is me burning a pair of Nikes. So it's right. kind of a satire on real people burning Nikes, and then instead of, you know, saying the stuff that you would think of redneck as burning Nikes would say, I say the complete opposite. And uh, so it's kind of like seeing a dog, but then the dog is meowing. So, you know. <laughs> uh, the videos are hysterical, and people can see those. By the way, real quick, your website that you want people to find these things, is it still BrentComedy.com? Is that the best way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go to Brent Comedy and then dot uh, com, and then there's links to all the social media stuff. So okay. you can go there, and then it'll take you anywhere else you need to go. So one of the best things, Brent Turhune is my guest, uh, national rising quickly superstar comic, Brent Turhune. Is that what you wanted me to say before the call? <laughs> yeah, thank you for reading the stuff that I no sent problem. you. No problem. <laughs> so that character, man, has really taken off. Um, you're getting millions, literally, of views on this. And like you said, I follow you on Facebook, and I have for some time, because one of the, in, in addition to the video itself, the, what, do you, what would you say? One in 20 don't realize it's satire, and they just light you up. And you, yeah, you, I mean, you get a thrill out of that. Oh, it's, it's because a lot of people are just calling me dumb and stupid yeah. all while misspelling a lot of words. <laughs> and it's it's one thing to see the headline on the video and it says Redneck Burns Nikes and you have it's an emotional reaction to that because, you know, that's it's designed for that, you know. Um, and then it's, it's one thing to not watch the video and then comment, but it's another thing to watch the whole video, not get any of the jokes that I'm saying and still be mad. Yeah. And, that's, that's, and that's the problem with, you know, it's... Uh, it's a political video, and that's the problem with both sides, because I have people saying, 
you know, they support me and some people hate me and right. they didn't watch the video at all. So it, <laughs> I think it really shows a, that, you know, we're yep. so quick to comment on something before even watching it or, you know, thinking about it. It's a pretty complex thing you're doing. It, yeah, and it reinforces the fact that people, if there's an R or a D next to someone's name, they will blindly support or blindly attack. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a great commentary that you're doing, man. Really enjoy it. Um, well, the purpose, as you know, of this little podcast is to try to give back. We both love our home city here of Indianapolis. Um, you have a particular charity that you came on to highlight. Um, and by the way, in lieu of uh, pay or anything for you, I don't know if I mentioned this before we started. Um, yeah, this doesn't pay anything. But oh man, I know. I <laughs> you know that's why I hit record like way back. But yeah. <laughs> uh, in addition to this clearly being a highlight of your 2018, we'll be making a small contribution on your behalf. Now tell us about this fantastic uh, charity that you're on today to, uh, on today to talk about. Um, the the charity or the you know the the it's a it's a website and it's a mm -hmm. service is called the the TrevorProject dot org, okay, and it's for um, young LGBTQ uh, kids and young adults right. that you know if if you're gay or lesbian transgender or whatever it is if you don't have somebody in your life that you can talk to about your situation you can right. go to the TrevorProject dot org and somebody is there. 24 hours a day to help you with whatever your situation may be. Right. I mean, this is a really cool group that you are supporting. The website, just to reiterate, is www.btrevor, T-R-E-V-O-R, just like the name, project.org. And, Brent, I believe that, as you said, 24 hours, and if people are a little bit shy about reaching out, they can even, uh, it looks like, text and chat and, and communicate with these folks in a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy that you can just text somebody, but that's a nice service, you know, because uh, it's hard to, you know, if you're if you're in a, a tough spot as a young kid, it's, it's right. hard to know where to go, especially if your authority figures don't agree with who you are. Yep, absolutely. So check out that website. Again, that is thetrevorproject.org. Please give a couple bucks if you can. It is great work these folks are doing for some young people out there that may be struggling, and this could be a difference maker. So appreciate you doing that, Brent. That's great that you support them. Um, I know you're busy um, uh, planning for a Halloween-themed wedding uh, 13 months from now, but also writing and, and traveling the road here. Let's finish up with a little Brent Terhune rapid fire, right? Cool. And again, I'm not very good at this, and I feel undue pressure to be funny, interviewing a professional comedian, but uh, I'm going to try to stay in my lane here, okay? Yeah, gonna, let's do it. I'm going to fire these at you, and then we'll let you get on your way. Okay, on the okay, road, cool. right? Mm -hmm. On the road. Beer, whiskey, or juice box? If I'm driving, juice box, okay. and then, uh, if I'm not driving, it could be whiskey. <laughs> Who would you punch in the face first, Simon or Garfunkel? Uh, Garfunkel. No doubt. All right, Donald J. Trump, best president ever or just best president of the last 175 years? I would say best one uh, of the 175 years. <laughs> Who would you rather open for, Robin Williams, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, or Indianapolis-based comedian Matt Holt? Uh, well, you can take Matt Holt off that list. 
uh, if you don't know, Matt Holt is my arch nemesis on social media. He's a good friend of mine, but he's my arch enemy online. Uh, I guess probably Richard Pryor. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I he's like one of my favorites. Yeah. I, I mean, like all those guys that you listed except for Matt Holt are my favorite. <laughs> I like watching you and Matt banter. You were ruthless on that guy, man. Keep it up, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. In addition to Matt, Indianapolis question, which comics should we check out locally that we may have missed so far? Hmm. I would say there's a guy named DJ Dangler. And okay. that's his real name is D- DJ Dangler, and his dad's name is DJ as well. The okay. letter D, the letter J. So I would check out DJ Dangler or uh, Brad Scott, who I I used to do a wrestling podcast with, but uh, I got too busy. But he's still doing the wrestling podcast, and it's called Rassle Mania. But his name is Brad Scott. DJ Dangler and Brad Scott. Check them out. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, is Dangler the crazy redheaded guy? No offense. Uh no. He's not. No, DJ's probably like six and a half feet tall, and he runs yeah. the show at the White Rabbit Cabaret called the Dead Comics Party. Okay. Okay, so, got it. And that was just a couple of days ago, so people dress up as, you know, Richard Pryor, somebody that's dead, and then you do three <laughs> minutes of their act. So it's, oh, wow. you okay. get to see all these, these dead, you know, comedians brought to life again. I love it. DJ Dangler. Have to check him out. All right. Have a beer with. Fallon, Colbert, or Norm MacDonald? Hmm, I'd probably go with Colbert okay. since uh, he did satire before I did and was great at it. And I'd probably just enjoy the conversation because he's an interesting guy. Got it. You're, you're a sports fan. What would make you happiest the following teams winning a championship next? Colts, Pacers, Fever, Notre Dame, IU, or Purdue? Hmm. Probably the Fever's the least popular team on that list, so let's go with the Fever. The Fever it is. And last question. This is a tough one, man. This is a would you rather perform for free at a sold-out headlining show at Madison Square Garden or take $100,000 in cash? $100,000 every single time. (laughs) You didn't even hesitate. You didn't hesitate. Or if I can get everybody in the garden to give me one dollar, <laughs> I, I don't know how many that seats. Whatever, whatever I can do. Whichever one's bigger. Okay. Yes. Brent Turhune, my guest. Please check him out at Brent B R E N T Comedy dot com. He is playing all over the place. He is playing at is it Crackers Brent over the Thanksgiving holiday? Yeah, Crackers uh, downtown on Delaware Street and. Uh, you can look at my website, brentcomedy.com, for all the dates. But, yeah, I'll be at Crackers for Thanksgiving weekend. That's awesome, man. We'll have to come check you out. Again, the trevorproject.org. Check them out as well. Brent, it was a, uh, really an honor to have you on. I've enjoyed watching you, as I said, over the last few years. Thanks for doing this. And uh, you can find our little podcast on Facebook, Phil and Social. Again, P-H-I-L-A-N, Social. Same at Twitter. And we'll try to raise a couple uh, couple bucks and some awareness for that great group that you're supporting. So thanks again, man. I really enjoyed it. I hope you had fun and uh, wish you continued success, my friend. Thank you. Good talking to you, man.